welcome into another podcast episode for Codings Pro Magazine. I'm Stephanie Chizik, and I'm Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro. Today we have with us Aaron Moore, who is a commercial painting business owner and co-founder of the Commercial Painting Industry Association, and that began in 2019 with Steve Hester. CPI's mission, CPIA's mission sorry, is to nurture a peer-based community of industry experts dedicated to learning and development through collaboration. They do that through peer groups, events, webcasts, and I'm sure much more. So thanks so much for joining us today, Aaron. Thanks, Stephanie. Why don't you go ahead and start by kind of giving our listeners a bit of your background as well as the background for CPIA? Yeah, sure. Um, so I own a commercial painting company based in the Chicago market. So the company is PPD Painting, formerly Precision Painting and Decorating, some people know us by. And um, <clears throat> we are essentially, you know, medium to large commercial painting contractor focused on kind of office, warehouse, multifamily. You know, it's kind of, obviously, it's a moving target these days with different industries kind of taking the lead and other industries kind of falling off, but we, you know, we painted everything from shopping malls to schools, hospitals, you know, you name it. Mm. So um, that's my background. And then my partner in the business, Steve Hester, um, he's also a commercial uh, painting contractor in the Chicago market. He's a union contractor. I am not union. And uh, we just kind of had the, you know, we were always, you know, bouncing some stuff off of each other. We're personal friends and just kind of said, hey, there's not a resource out there for commercial painting contractors that is, you know, helping us, you know, to connect with other owners in the industry. And we are, um, I was a member of Entrepreneurs Organization and he was a member of Young Presidents Organization. Those are both, you know, forum or peer group, peer group based uh, organizations. So we just kind of put our heads together and said, hey, we could start something that would benefit the industry and kind of our way of kind of pulling resources to give back. So that's kind of where why we're on the call today. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, I think that uh, people might not quite understand the benefit to peers. You know, essentially you could be seen as competitors if you're in the same market, but there's so much more to the relationship and, and benefits that you can get out of it. Is that kind of the background of what CPIA is? Absolutely. I mean, you know, in our actual peer groups, which I'm sure we'll get into later, it is non-competing. Um, but there's still a huge benefit even to have peers in your, that you compete against or that are in your network. You know, I mean, uh, you know, they say like the rising tide raises all ships, right? So if we're all getting better, we're all doing better, it's a better competitor to have. And quite frankly, if you have a place that is kind of your niche, you may have someone that is in the same business as you that would be deem themselves as another commercial painting contractor, but say, for example, they may not do epoxy floor coatings and you do do epoxy floor coatings. So that relationship could bring you business or they specialize in something that you don't do, maybe wall covering installation. And so maybe we send work their way that fits their niche and they send work our way. So I think that there's always a benefit to, you know, having, people in the industry, even in your own market that are your peers, that you uh, that you are able to have a good rela working relationship. Yeah, I definitely, I've at least come across a few just, you know, with the stories that we write in Codings Pro, where someone may have, like you just said, gotten a epoxy job because of a partnership that they have with someone who who does something, you know, maybe overlaps a little bit, but not, to, like they're not in that niche market, so to speak. So I could definitely see the benefit in those kinds of relationships. 
Um, do you want to maybe kind of right now go into what the what the peer groups is at CPIA? I think that seems like one of the main benefits of, of your association. Sure. I, I can kind of give you, I mean, so uh, we, we just recently announced a two-tier membership. So we do have a CPIA, you know, just a general membership that was is without the peer group. So maybe I'll start there and then kind of go into the peer groups and then we can go from there if that's yes. okay with you. That sounds great. Yeah. Start at the beginning. So, you know, what we initially when we launched, we had just a peer group. We were, we, you know, you had to join a peer group. But what we found is that some people just weren't um, ready to make that commitment to monthly two hour meetings and meeting in person a couple times a year. And it was, it's a pretty significant commitment, but we think it has significant advantages. So we, uh, we've just announced kind of an annual membership, which will uh, tell you the kind of industry partnerships that we've made. We have discounts on products. We have free gifts that a lot of these, uh, a lot of the vendors are getting. They get, uh, act, uh, we have a quarterly publication that's starting next year, so they'll get a publication in the mail. We've made a commitment with uh, HR firm Zenium, which you'll get all of their online trainings for your employees. You'll get updates to HR policies for your state. Um, we also have, let's see, Paint Bid Tracker. Uh, we've got a partnership with them, so members of CPIA will have access to Paint Bid Tracker, which is a huge one. I mean, the, I think that's about $950 a state for a license, so that's a pretty mm. big one. And then, obviously, we're going to be having, you know, hopefully by next year, we'll be getting back to somewhat of a normalcy where we can have events in person. Uh, and that kind of leads me into the period. So, you know, our focus is kind of share, connect, grow. That's what we say. So we want to be we want to be an organization that's sharing information amongst, you know, what we would call doers. So it's not the talking heads. It's people that are actually in the trenches that are running commercial painting companies, not people telling you how to run a commercial painting company or how to get rich in a commercial painting company. Like the reality is we the, the, the people in our organization are already successful business people that we want to that want to bounce each other ideas off of each other and then building those connections allows to allows us to grow our businesses so um, that's really where the peer groups come into play so the peer group is we we basically interview for the peer groups we place people in peer groups we um, we facilitate and get the peer groups up and running now we have kind of a best practices for how we think, you know, we give agendas and updates and, you know, set up how the meetings are run and uh, there's a lot to it. And we use professional facilitators for that to get the groups off the ground. And then the groups become self-sustaining and we just help monitor that and offer assistance to the groups as they continue on their journey. Um, so that's kind of, we do have kind of our best practices, you know, so you meet once every 30 to 45 days, the groups are made up of seven to 10 fellow painting contractors so they would all be you know owners of painting contractors we do have some um requirements as far as size to be in a peer group um you know based on the other companies in the groups but we do kind of let the groups uh decide how they want to set up their kind of you know constitution or rules and regulations we give them kind of a sample and a, a way to do it and um, then we let them take it from there and, and you guys, you're both, uh, you and Steve are both from that Chicagoland area, but I'm assuming that this expands kind of outside, maybe nationally or even internationally. How does that work? What, where's the, you know, where is Yeah, it? so, um, you know, our goal eventually is to be fully global, hopefully, but right now we are international to the tune of North America. So my, my personal peer group, just to speak, I think it's probably more beneficial than to just start listing off companies, mm -hmm. has... 
uh, a contractor from Florida, a contractor from Boston, contractor from U Southern Utah, a contractor from Portland, a uh, contractor from outside of Toronto somewhere, mm -hmm. myself from Chicago. So just to kind of give you an idea. So they're, we're kind of all over the place, but we're, uh, so we don't compete against each other directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like that's probably right now, since, you know, we're obviously recording this during the pandemic, um, you know, we've kind of had to shift to doing a lot of things virtual, which it sounds like you are already doing. So you were kind of set up within your peer group to be able to meet probably still um, from your from your home computers or, you know, offices or what have you. Is that the case? Yeah. So our what we suggest is, you know, obviously the, kind of we did run into a little bit. So we would meet. So we would have kind of um, meet in person. Uh, you know, two to four times a year. It kind of depends on your group and your, you know, desire for travel. Uh, a couple shop tours. So, like, for example, I would host a meeting at my office in Chicago area. And so then we do, we the meeting would, they'd come in maybe in an afternoon. We'd do a shop tour, my tour. They'd get to meet some of my staff, see how my business runs. We could have a, you know, um, I would organize something that whether it be, you know, just some appetizers or something in and we'd hang out at my shop for that evening and then have our meetings the following day. Um, and then we also have, we encourage one retreat a year, which is just a trip for fun where you do some business planning, but it's also about building a close personal relationship with those in your peer group. Mm. And, and, uh, we have our annual, we'll have our annual conference. So we kind of think that like, in a best case scenario, you'd be you'd travel four times. The meetings are quick, so the the travel turnaround is pretty fast. You can obviously extend it if you like, but the actual commitment for travel would be like we're meeting in January in Arizona, and we will be landing on Sunday, meet uh, Monday, do an activity Monday afternoon, meet Tuesday morning, and fly out Tuesday afternoon. Okay. So it's like a forty eight hour thing. So it's not a huge commitment as far as. Um, like you, we're not in, we're not meeting for a week, a, a full week or anything. It's just a quick trip just to see each other and kind of keep that connection going. But then there is obviously the virtual meetings go in between that. So something between seven and nine virtual meetings in the middle. Okay. So you, I mean, I feel like that's definitely, you've, you've sort of touched on maybe what, you know, contractors need probably in general and specifically right now is that connection, whether it's in person if possible, and um, obviously availability as well as virtually. Is there anything else that you can see maybe that's going on right now that, that the contractors um, are, are needing? Challenges that, that they you know, need to overcome? Sure. I mean, obviously, I think, you know, it goes without saying that in the you know COVID era and stuff, we've all kind of had to look at our business model and look at what we're doing and make sure that we're a bringing value to the customers that we're serving. And we have to uh, you know identify the markets that we serve. You know, it's no different than in '08 when the housing market. If you were painting new construction homes, you were in trouble. You know, and so you had to make some sort of a pivot. And I think one of the things that we've found is you know we actually increased our frequency of meetings right at the beginning of COVID just to kind of have a, a group of people that are all in the same position, all going, okay, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. And, you know, each of us were trying things on our own, and some of us were able to come back and say, hey, we tried this thing, we had great success, or hey, we tried this thing and flushed 10 grand down the toilet trying it and it didn't work. Yeah, don't so try that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's nice to get that feedback 
like in real time as these challenges and opportunities come. And there's no, you know, we don't, it's not a rule. Like we say, we give you a scenario to say like, hey, you should meet once a month or every 45 days. But when something comes up, we'll have a meeting. You know, if there's something somebody needs to talk about, we can have a meeting that can be really quick. You know, and it's just to have this, uh, the people that you've shared a lot that know. And, and you know, when you're meeting at this cadence, they're familiar with your business. They know that you're, who your right-hand man is. You're talking about them. So um, I think that's one of the things. The other thing I think is that we're, we're working on and working towards is training for key people in your organization. So the organization, the commercial painting contractors that we're serving tend to be uh, larger scale. So they're going to have, you know, a director of field operations or some sort of superintendent type role. They're going to have an office manager. They're going to have estimators. They're going to, you know, it's not a, a, you know, one person and a few painters. Right. These are more substantial organizations. So what we're working on is to try to extend that peer group to key man peer groups so that whether that be peer groups that help with sales and estimating, whether that's peer groups that help with field operations, you know, so that you can take, if we, I, I think what, you know, my dream and where I'm trying to get, you know, where we are trying to get this to go would be to say, hey, let's take our field ops guys and put them in a peer group. You get eight of them or nine of them together to talk about what's working and not working. That's a hard job in our industry, mm -hmm. you know, so you get them together to talk about it. I think, it, you know, the, 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 improvement to your business would just be so significant. And so that's that's our goal going forward as well, is to just provide opportunities to learn for our key personnel. Calling all Coatings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Coatings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coating needs. And the best part, it's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit coatingspromag.com slash subscribe. Coatings Pro, know what the pros know. Do you see, I mean, and I don't, I, this is not a leading question, so let me know if the answer is no, but do you see any big differences between commercial painters and industrial ones as far as the challenges and opportunities that are going on right now or in general? You know, I'm not, so I don't, I'm not an industrial contractor and I never right. have and I don't claim to be so I, I you know I have to be careful I would you know from my perspective as a commercial painting contractor sure. you know I see some of the I, I think that the peer group model could be beneficial to anybody don't get me wrong I think right. that it would work for industrial contractors and I think you know we have people in our peer group that like some of them split residential commercial some of them split commercial industrial some of them do the whole gamut so um, it's not to say that it's not for industrial contractors and I think it's a the line between industrial and, and commercial can be fine. But when I think about industrial, I think about a lot of more, it's a more monitored, certified, you know, like, you know, a, a certified industry that has a lot of, you know, training and requirements. And, you know, you have a lot more, I would say, technical parts of that than you do have when you're, you know, painting walls in an office versus inside a, you know, contained tank mm -hmm. sandblasting and applying flammable coatings. Yeah, I think that what you're saying, it sounds like is maybe it's a bit more structured as far as the requirements, like you just said, you know, you have to have certifications and that kind of thing. And um, obviously, a, just kind of a, a different game, I guess, for lack of a better word for it. Yeah. Not that it, I mean, look, I think it's great. And I think, you know, if we can influence, but we're not trying, like, 
we think that the SSPC does a great job, and we're not here to step on their toes whatsoever. You know, right. that's, that, that, that organization exists as a super successful and does a great job with industrial contractors. And, you know, it's our, it's, it's our goal to kind of pick our lane and, and, and try to provide a service to, to our lane. Yes, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'm just thinking, like I said, I think the, the commercial, it sounds like the commercial um, industry is probably benefiting from your association because of uh, there's a there's a real need there for that type of support, the peer groups, that kind of thing. So what, yeah, thanks. We agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does the future, do you think, look like for commercial painting as far as the industry goes, as far as, um, you know, what do you see coming down the pike maybe in the next year, five years or what have you? Well, I think, um, you know, as far as the, the actual commercial painting market is concerned, like, where are you going to be painting? What are we going to be painting? I think that, you know, that's an, always a moving target, you know, depending on what industries are hot. You know, right now, obviously, we, we realize that we can't be just in time to China. So, you know, you're going to see more warehousing, more, uh, you know, more big boxes. And we're also seeing retail change dramatically to delivery to your home, right? So, you know, that, that, that Amazon effect. So I think that in the, that world, you know, we're going to see a decline in some businesses, maybe, it, you know, be it retail or, um, and, and, and maybe a decline in office, depending on if more people continue to work from home. I think that in our, in our world of painting, though, um, volatility is more important than whether you're moving up or down. So if, pe if people are changing offices, uh, for example, you know, you have a 50,000 square foot office and now you're only going to be at 25% capacity in your office, so you downsize by 50%. You usually paint when you move out and you paint when you move in. So it's a it's a good opportunity for us uh, in the short term, depending on what happens. We haven't really seen a lot of office movement just yet, but I think people are still kind of holding their breath to see if it goes back to normal or what changes. It's still too early to tell. Generally, in the face of the commercial painting industry, though, what I think you're seeing is you're going to you're, you're starting to see uh, a trend towards, um, you know, I, I don't want to call it a new guard. There's always a, a certain demographic that's kind of rolling off and a new demographic coming on it. And I think what you're seeing, even, you know, I'm 42 years old. Um, and so I'm kind of in right in the middle of it. But I think what you're seeing is like, if I was 62 years old, I'm probably looking, you know, how am I going to transition out of my business? And, you know, me being 42, I was at the front end of computers in college and, you know, learning all of that. So I think you're going to see the technical, you know, the tech savviness of these companies increase. I think that, like, if you want to be on the front edge of commercial painting contracting and you still don't have solid project management platform and solid proposal delivery systems and, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, people would say, like, keep it old school, I think you're going to get left behind quickly because the people that are coming up behind you are really, really good at that stuff. I mean, way better than I am. Mm -hmm. And you know, so if you're not if you're not evolving in that manner, then I think um, then I think that, that that could spell trouble. So that's one of the things that I would say the future of commercial painting looks like is you know, apps and technology platforms and monitoring things. And you know, it's something that I've been able to do. I personally live. 1400 miles from where my office is so i run most of my business from behind a computer screen at this point and we've worked really hard over the past five years to put those systems in place to be able to do that and i think you'll see more and more of that 
Yeah. And are you also seeing like a lot of other areas that sort of um, the labor shortage or challenges with um, I mean, I can't believe we're still saying this because <laughs> the the millennials are, are our age, basically, you know, um, are you still seeing challenges with the younger generations or any sort of, you know, those labor opportunities or challenges going on right now? You know, I think labor is always a challenge. I mean, I think, you know, there's different challenges, right? So, it, you know, it's a uh, there's a I think we're, we're challenged. Part of it is cultural, right? So I think if you have a good culture in your organization, I don't think that I think you can still motivate people. And it's just different people look for different things in organizations. And I think we have to just be creative and find, you know, how can we be a great place to work? How can we what's working? And that's one of the things that I like about, you know, I mean, we have a, a couple companies in our peer group in my personal peer group that have well over 100 employees and you know um we're going and i'm always looking to them to say like hey what are you doing that's working and is it you know with the with the video communicate you know things have changed so much i mean you can get a message to every single person that works in your organization looking them in the eye without ever being in front of them through video in in a matter of seconds you mm -hmm. know and that's that's something new so i do think that Hiring is always going to be a challenge, but, you know, like what I say is, you know, if Home Depot can staff Home Depots all over the country with $12 an hour employees, we can certainly staff painters around the country when we pay, you know, double, triple, quadruple that. Right. That's a good point. And I think it is a probably, you know, like you're saying, it's labor's always going to be a, a concern, whether it's, you know, the number of people going out are more than the number of people coming in or, you know, the new interests in software, like you're also saying, there's there's always always different things going on probably, no matter what age you are or, or where you are in the industry. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's 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 a company's duty to, you know, figure out how do how are we going to train these people or, you know, train our new employees and train our new hires. I mean, if if you have, you know, the great organizations and these great like corporate machines in the world, even if you look at, you know, McDonald's, right? I mean, I, granted, it doesn't take rocket science, science to figure out how to make French fries, but they have systems in place to train the guy that makes French fries how to make French fries, you know? Mm -hmm. So are we doing that, or do we just expect someone to learn how to paint and just throw them in the field, you know? So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, in time, the CPIA will be able to help with that as well. You know, we have, uh, we're, we're, you know, one of our goals for the future, you know, we look, we kind of vision out what it looks like is, you know, Painters U and having a Painters University that helps with, you know, training and, you know, and, and I don't, the skills part is, can be tr always trained. The the personal part and the management part and the leadership part and the and the inherent motivation part is a little bit more difficult to train. So that's what I think we're, you know, we kind of focus on. Yeah, and then to kind of circle back to what you were saying earlier, I mean, I could see the huge opportunity. So for when those guys who are maybe, um, you know, when they've gotten to be at a different, at a higher level at the skill and they want to become a team leader, what does that look like? You know, there could be training opportunities there. And again, what you were saying, maybe an opportunity to have peer groups in, on that level as well. So, so many opportunities going on, it seems like. Yeah, and that's what we've kind of um, tried to do with this Zen, by partnering with Zenium HR, is they have some great platforms. And so as a member, you get access to their online training. And I think, you know, I've, I've watched a bunch of them personally, and I send them to my team 
who's, you know, if someone's in charge of, you know, coaching, they have coaching modules that tries to help them. So, you know, we're working with our director of safety and training and our director of field operations all the time to just say, you know, can, can, if we can get them better at their job, they'll make every, you know, they'll help the other guys get better. And if we can put those things in place. So it's really just a kind of, um, I'd say it's just kind of a waterfall effect, if you will. Yeah, totally. You just brought up safety. That makes me think too. I know there's some some new uh, standards. Well, not necessarily new anymore, but particularly with um, silica. Is there any any other sort of updates going on as far as safety is going? You know, that might affect the commercial painting industry. You know, I think all of us have had to. You know, the COVID mm-hmm. stuff has been really our big one, right? So the silica 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 has been around for a little while now, and it's you know. For a lot, a lot of commercial painting contractors, it affects. Some of them, it doesn't. It just kind of depends on what your kind of niche is. I mean, if you're painting offices and drywall surfaces, you don't have too much to worry about there. But if you're, you know, grinding floors, it's a different story. Um, but now with the COVID stuff, you know, we're trying to figure out like how do we, you know, how do we? A, it's part of its safety. Part of it's also figuring out how do we, you know, we want to keep the guys. So what we what our goal is is a let's follow the mandates whether it be mask mandates or let's you know whether that be a policy and that just seems like it makes good sense right now anyways and then the second piece of it is like okay so maybe in the past we had guys working closer proximity to each other well what I you know what I'd like to see is we don't want the guys within six or eight feet of each other if they stay away from each other if one guy comes down with it it doesn't take out the whole crew right like but if you're you know if you have one guy cutting in one, you know, in the past, you might, you know, an example would be you'd have one guy cutting in an office or something and a guy right behind him rolling and they're working right next to each other all day. Well, now we might want to look at that differently and say, you know, you don't come in this office until he's done cutting or something, you know, so just as a kind of practical example, you know, like a real world example. So trying to build protocols that help keep the employees safe and also keep us from that mitigate downtime. I mean, the fact of the matter is people are going to get sick. It's going to happen. You know, it's pretty well shown. I mean, people, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are catching this thing all the time. So if we, but if we could mitigate the negative impact it has on our business, um, it, it definitely certainly would help. So that's some of the training stuff and safety stuff that we've been working towards. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it all makes, it sounds like it makes sense to me. So hopefully other people are kind of picking up on the same cues maybe. So, uh, well, Aaron, is there anything else that you want to mention before we close up? No, I mean, I don't think so. I, you know, I'll, I can give my email address. Anybody can is welcome to reach out to me. My email address is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at P like Peter, P like Peter, D like David painting.com. Um, so if somebody, if you have any questions, otherwise our, website for the CPIA is thecpia.com, T-H-E-C-P-I-A.com. And there's information that goes into the membership levels and pricing. And, um, you know, we'd be happy to answer any questions. You can contact us. Uh, Beth Thompson is our executive director. So any inquiries, she'll respond to right away. And then if it needs to put us in contact with Steve or I, we're happy to have a chat about it. And, you know, the other thing that I would just uh, – like to mention is, you know, we, we are a new organization. We don't have, uh, you, what you won't hear here is 
well, we're doing it that way because that's how we've always done it. <laughs> that's just not <laughs> what we are. We're all ears, and, you know, we're here to serve. So if we can serve uh, your organization or one of your audience's organization uh, in a way that would be beneficial, we'd like to hear what people want. So if you say, hey, this would be what our company could really use, and we hear that enough times, you know, communicate with us because – you know, we're really looking at this as an association where we're pooling the resources of our member to produce the content or the, re, you know, or the things that our membership asks for. You know, so that's really the, the goal of this at the end of the day and, and what we're trying to accomplish that we've, you know, that ultimately is why we started the organization because of frustration that we couldn't get that anywhere else. That's great. Yeah, I think it's such a good a good lesson, you know, get in at the at the beginning and you can make a big impact. So, um, we'll be sure to share your information on the show notes. So, uh, thank you so much Aaron again for all of your time and and for sharing some of what CPIA does with our listeners and looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future and, and maybe how we can collaborate again. Um, thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Anyway, we can help. <laughs>